So I'm Dr Alison Foster and I'm Senior Curator at the Botanic Garden in Harcourt Arboretum. I'm going to talk today a bit about a process that's really important to the world for growing all of the plants that we have at the Botanic Garden and Arboretum and is something that is important for the future of fuel um, in the world today. So this process is called photosynthesis and it's a process by which plants in particular convert carbon dioxide and water using their energy from sun into fuel and oxygen. So all of the fuel that we have in the world today, almost all the fuel we have in the world today comes from photosynthesis. Whether it's the fossil fuels that were laid down millions of years ago um, of plants that were growing at that time using photosynthesis and the energy from the sun or whether it's from biomass um, that's growing in plants today that we process into fuel. So as I said all plants use photosynthesis by which to grow and so we wouldn't have the collection at the Botanic Garden or the Arboretum if it wasn't for photosynthesis. But not all plants use exactly the same kind of photosynthesis. About 90% of the world's plants use a kind of photosynthesis uh, called C3. And this process is when the first, um, first of all, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere is captured into a small molecule containing three carbons, hence C3. But a smaller portion of plants use a specialised kind of photosynthesis called C4. And this is when carbon dioxide is captured, first of all, into a molecule containing four carbons in a process that's separated physically from the rest of the uh, process of photosynthesis. So plants that use C4 photosynthesis include important crops like sugarcane and maize, sorghum and millet. And some of these crops are food crops, but some are crops that are used to produce biofuels, the fuels that I've already talked about. There's one other kind of photosynthesis, and that's CAM, or Crassulacin Acid Metabolism. And this is even more specialised, where carbon dioxide capture is separated in time from the rest of the photosynthesis process. And we have, all, we have plants from all these kinds of photosynthesis growing at the Botanic Garden today. But what do they have in common? One of the really important parts of photosynthesis is the machinery that's inside the plants enabling this to happen. Have you ever wondered why plants are green? They're green because of a molecule called chlorophyll um, which absorbs red and blue light and reflects back the green light enabling us to see them as green, green things. And the chlorophyll is just one part of the very very complex machinery inside these plants that, that is making photosynthesis happen. And it's this process, this complex machinery that my colleagues here in the Armstrong group in labs like the one I'm in today um, that are studying in great detail to see if they can find a way of enabling artificial photosynthesis to happen in a laboratory, enabling us to store the fuel that's produced to use in various applications in the future. So I've tried to tell you a little bit today about the plants that we have growing at the Botanic Garden, the different kinds of photosynthesis that we have um, in different plants and how that links to some research happening here in the inorganic chemistry laboratories. <laughs>